Welcome to the early days with Prouse Chown. My name is Jackie Ray Greening, and what this show is all about is business owners, entrepreneurs. Do you, are you starting out or are you in business? Do you ever reflect back and go, dang, I wish I had known that before I started business? Well, this show may help you out. So thank you for joining us. And I want to introduce you to my guest for this next few minutes, Matt McTurk, the owner of Grizzly Inspections. Welcome, Matt. Well, hello. How are you? Very good. I, I said to you before we got going, I said, yeah. okay, we're going to start off by finding out about little Matt. And I go, I haven't thought about little Matt in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to look at some old pictures just to remember what happened. <laughs> Where were you born? <laughs> I was born here in Edmonton. Um, lived in Edmonton for the first four or five years. Then I moved to uh, Sure Park. Uh, kind of the uh, outskirts of Edmonton there, uh, you know, paying the taxes in Sherwood Park instead of Edmonton now. And uh, that's kind of where I got everything all started and kind of my home uh, where we lived for, I don't know, 20 years was Sherwood Park. And I kind of just stuck with that. So Were you into sports growing up? Or? Yeah, you know, I, I did a little bit of soccer. Wasn't very good at it, but uh, I did a lot of soccer. Um, that was pretty much all my parents would let me do. Uh, they didn't like the whole hockey and spending money on that. So, so soccer was my uh, was my thing. And I thought, you know, maybe one day I might be able to uh, to make it to the big leagues. But unfortunately, that didn't work out. So, <laughs> no, it's funny. I have a, a radio background, mm -hmm. and uh, you kind of said that you know maybe radio TV was something that might have cranked your tractor. It, it was at one point. Uh, it was something that I was thinking about when I was in high school, and then uh, I went to. Um, Nate's open house went to the to the booth for the radio and television people and and they kind of said you know you need to have these kind of grades in school and and I didn't really have those grades in school so <laughs> I didn't either thank goodness I so I, maybe I could have kept pursuing it but I didn't I was like okay well you know what someone told me you know you need to have really good English and I I mean I obviously speak English but when it comes to language arts you know just not the best so <laughs> So I figured maybe I should uh, focus on what I'm good at, which was more of the sciences and kind of the physics and, and that kind of stuff. But what's your parents' background? What did your mom uh, and dad do? My dad was an accountant, uh, and he always told us at the dinner table, never become an accountant. It was really boring, and you'll hate your life. So I was like, okay, I, and which I was good at numbers. And so I always thought, you know, and when I was in school, I loved the accounting courses in high school. I thought, maybe I should become an accountant, but... Remember those times at dinner where I was like, you know what, this is uh, this is not what my dad wants for me. So, so that's I never did great. that. Yeah, that's because uh, so now you know that the sciences is kind of the way your mm -hmm. brain works. So, what did you take it, Nate? So I took mechanical engineering technology. So it's a two-year program, similar to like a, like what U of A has for engineering, but just a two-year version of it. And so I took that, uh, loved it. I loved it. I you know I I always say to people, I didn't enjoy kindergarten to grade twelve. This didn't really jive with me. But as soon as I got to Nate, it was like, oh man, it just clicked. It was like, I waited 12 years of my life to get to this point. And I loved it. Loved it. Okay. Yeah. What, is it the numbers or what is it that That's, makes you so fascinating? Yeah, it's it? the numbers. It's the hands-on. It's the problem solving. It's the ability to, you know, you, you get a problem. It's like, how do we fix this? And you go through the process. And then at Nate, you would actually machine the component to fix it or whatever. And so you kind of got this full, like, start to finish experience and just, you know, problem solving. It's uh, what I love. So. What's your, what was your first paid job? My first paid job, uh, painting fences. Um, I was painting a fence for this, uh, this older gentleman. He was looking to sell his house. He had a, a pool and everything. So I was, I was the pool boy. I was the painter. I was the guy chipping tile off the floor, kind of just everything that he didn't want to do. I was doing so. 
Um, that's kind of got me into the whole like using your hands and kind of getting that experience. And uh, it was a good experience. I was only like 13 at the time, and uh, it was uh, it kind of catapulted me into kind of more hands-on type stuff. Yeah. So. so so now after you graduate from from Nate, mm -hmm. then what's your first job? Well, I tried to, like, Nate was a mechanical engineering uh, mm -hmm. course, and I really wanted to do something with an engineering firm. There's a lot of jobs out there that were kind of tech sales, that kind of thing. I didn't, didn't really feel like I was a salesman, so I really tried to focus on kind of consulting engineering firms. And, and when I did it, when I finished uh, Nate, it was like 2008, kind of the, the economy wasn't the greatest, and so there wasn't very many options out there. And so I opened up... Uh, the old Yellow Pages book, and I flipped to mechanical engineering firms, and I literally just started emailing anyone that had a website. Anyone that had an email on their website, I just emailed, hey, I'm looking for a job, looking for a job, and probably sent out 30, 30 emails, and only two people came back. And one said, no, we're not hiring, and the other one said, yeah, we're, we're hiring. And I said, okay, well, I'll come in for an interview and find out, and, and that's how I learned about this thing called crane inspections. So, okay, yeah. and and you said when you went in, many people are after me. Not you. You weren't the only oh, course, one that yeah. responded. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, like they were lucky to have me, right? <laughs> so this is fascinating. So you go to this firm, and then mm. so you find out about crane inspection yeah. because okay, for me when I was thinking, what the heck is grizzly inspection? And totally. I do my research. I go, there's people that do that. That's right. Is I that what you thought? I thought the same thing. Okay. I was like, so. I never even thought of this as being an industry, you know, inspecting a crane. What, what does that even mean? You know, so uh, one of the things that we have here in Canada is uh, the OHS requirements state that a crane needs to be inspected um, by an engineer or an engineering group every year. And so that's kind of where that all fits in is kind of this whole idea of OHS wants these cranes to be safe structurally. And uh, there's companies like us that exist to do that. So. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So your, your fa first day on the job, what did you do? Right, my first day of the job, I was just trying to figure out what the heck I'm here for. Um, and then, <laughs> Why did you hire yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is a crane? No. <laughs> but uh, no, my first day on the job, they just kind of showed me everything, kind of took me out on a couple jobs showing me what crane inspection is. And then uh, I kind of spent more of my time at the beginning there working in the engineering side of things. So doing designs, doing the problem solving, getting... Clients would come in saying, hey, we got this problem, we can't, you know, how do we do this? And we would spend time trying to design something that would fix their solution, or fix it to create a solution. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so with this particular firm, did they have how many crane inspectors? Oh, at that time we had probably six or seven crane okay. inspectors. And then I was more, like I was saying, more on the engineering side of the team. And I think we only had three of us at that time. So it was a very small, very small company. And I got to experience everything from like the, the smallest little thing to the biggest thing because we were so small. But what a great way to start. Totally, yeah. Because you want to learn everything about the business, and you right. know your backup is not going to be an accountant. That's right, yeah. Because <laughs> your dad said. My dad would be very mad at me. <laughs> so. so what, you know, as, as you're just starting out in business, so how long, that, this was 2008? That was, yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah okay. that's when I first got out and, and started working for that company. Okay. So, yeah. And how long were you with them? I was with them for six, seven years, uh, and then... Um, I was kind of at my peak. I had, you know, when I started there, there was only three of us, right, in the engineering side. And by the time I finished, there was maybe five or six, and I kind of, kind of at the top of the the crew. And so it was like, well, where do I, where do I go from here, right? That kind of hit the ceiling. And so 
I kind of got on LinkedIn, and I wasn't really into LinkedIn at that point, but I put my stuff out there, and some, someone just happened to post up saying, we're an engineering firm, and we're looking to get into the crane inspection world. I know that. I, I know crane inspections. Like, that's what I did. Um, and so I, I went out and reached out to them, and they said, yeah, we're looking, you know, we're a small engineering firm. It's exactly what I kind of dealt with before. Small engineering firm looking to expand into cranes. And, uh, and so I said, yeah, let's, let's team up, let's make this work, and uh, kind of started something from zero. So, so yeah, so yeah. now you're the leader. That's right. Now, yeah. now yeah. it was kind of my opportunity. I, I loved business. I loved making or hearing our owner from the previous company uh, make those business decisions because uh, my office was right across from the owner's office. So I got this experience of, you know, kind of hearing what he was talking to other people. I was like, man, that, that really intrigues me. I love, I love those kind of decisions as well. And so this was an opportunity to do something without my own money. So it was like, all right, here's, here's an opportunity to start something from zero. And, you know, someone else is footing the bill. Here's my chance. Here's my chance to see what happens, right? And, uh, yeah, and that's what I did. So was that just you at the, that firm in that position? Yeah, then? in Edmonton. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was just me in Edmonton starting, starting the crane inspection company and just knocking on doors and, and now doing sales and uh, yeah it was it was interesting a good experience okay so now yeah. you so now you've evolved just from the mechanical engine part of it now right. you've gone into sales yeah, yeah a little so, bit yeah. yeah so now yeah. so you're knocking on doors saying hey that's right you want to come to us to inspect that's right yeah so instead of you know using whoever they're currently using why not try us out you know a new company you know it, it was definitely a struggle I wouldn't call myself a great salesman but uh, I can hand a business card out and I can smile, so I, I guess, <laughs> what else do you need, right? <laughs> and you wanted to get into radio, so you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. the voice, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, uh, so that's, and it's just another thing in your port portfolio, your mm -hmm. experience portfolio, is in right. everything you need in the business world, right? Right, so it's just slowly adding all these different skills to the point where I kind of had all the different types of skills you would need to kind of be on your own, and so I... I I'd experienced the sales side, I'd experienced the inspecting side, the engineering side, um, the administrative side. At that time, because we were such a small company with this new one, I was doing all the invoicing as well. So I was doing all the invoicing, so I'm doing all the administrative stuff and the inspecting and the sales. I was like, hmm, maybe it's time to just do this on my own. Okay, because that was yeah. going to be my next question. Right. There so, had to be something in the back <laughs> of your head going, hey, why isn't this my own company? That's right. Yeah, so I kind of, once again, I hit the ceiling. It was the, the owner and I, were, were, we were in good terms and everything, and I just thought, you know what, what's, what's my next step? And uh, I thought, well, maybe it's, maybe it's time to go out on my own. So I actually called the owner of the company I was working for, and I said, hey, would you be up for me buying the assets from the company? Thought about it for a little bit, and uh, and then he called me back and said, "Yeah, let's do it. You you can have the Edmonton operations." So so we agreed on the terms and all that. So I bought the assets from the company, and that way it kind of just rolled over. So I got the phone number. So I got all the stuff that that is really critical to to keeping these clients rolling, right? So that no one even really knew because they they're still calling the same number. The email address forwarded to my email address. So it was just it was like a it was just a perfect opportunity that I just could not pass up. Yeah, and you're not starting from scratch then exactly. with your new company. Which yeah, exactly. Pretty huge. Yeah. And for those watching, they're the business people and they're entrepreneurs, and that's right. when you're starting a business. Was the name the same? Uh, no, so I had okay. to change the name because they were still existing as an engineering firm. 
Got it. And okay. so they didn't want to, to muddy the waters with that, so they just went, hey, change the name. I was like, yeah, no problem. So you come up with Grizzly Inspections. I yeah. see it right on the shirt. That's I don't right. know, you can turn to the camera. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. get the logo oh, here. No. It's a great logo. <laughs> I love the logo. Yeah. So t- talk about that, first of all, because when you're starting a new mm-hmm. business, it's uh, that's number one. You need a logo, right? That's right. Well, name you need a and name. a logo. Yeah. And uh, let's just say maybe this is why I never did radio and television because <laughs> my English and my language arts was not the greatest. I'm not creative enough to really come up with a good one. So... I had pages and pages of names written down as I was driving around. I was trying to come up with something. And nothing was really clicking for me. And I went to my parents one day. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I, I, I can't come up with a good name. And I love hiking. I love going to the mountains and experiencing what the mountains have to offer. And one thing that I've always wanted to see is a grizzly bear. Now, in a far distance, obviously. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be close to a grizzly bear, but I've actually never seen one outside of captivity. And so I was like, you know, I, I'm fascinated with this animal. And my dad suggested, well, why don't you do grizzly bears? You love grizzly bears. You love hiking. Grizzly, grizzly inspection. Okay, yeah, that, that, that works better than what I had. Uh, so I was like, all right, done deal. So, so I did that. We, we came up with a name. And then it was uh, time to come up with a logo. So I found this uh, software online that they, I can't remember how much I paid, a couple hundred bucks, and it would essentially create a, um, a job posting for all these artists to come out and create a logo. And so I kind of gave them some narrative of like what I'm expecting, and then I got probably 200 different designs. And then I could pick from there my logo. And so I just you know scrolled through and, and finally found one that seemed, seemed good. I got them to tweak it a little bit, and um, yeah, here we are. And there it is, Grizzly is. Inspection. So, yeah. so obviously now it's a limited company. So mm-hmm. now you got a. Well, I'm sure you did a search for the name and right. and everything. So what's the next step? Well, to well yeah, and I didn't even do the search. I did it with Prouse Chow. Did all the all that stuff for me. So I called up uh, the team there and I said, Hey, let's uh, let's go through. Can can we use this name? Is this name usable? And so Amber there kind of went through everything and uh, checked it out and said, Yeah, this this name's good to go. Which I was surprised to be honest. I am too. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's a common name. You yeah. know, we didn't come up with something fancy. We, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't anything crazy. It was just a, an animal name. Like, how, how many people probably already use animal names, right? So, so we got lucky in that case. Yeah. 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 So you've got the logo. You've yeah. got the company name. Right. Yeah. And now what's the next step? Next step is, um, man, what was the next step? It was getting a vehicle because the vehicle that I currently had wasn't capable of doing the job. So buying a vehicle, which, of course, as everyone knows from last year, uh, the cost of vehicles were not uh, super cheap. So, so that was a bit of a hit uh, right off the bat. It was like, okay, we're, you know... Owning a business isn't cheap, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was the first thing, getting, getting the, the, the equipment and the tools all ready. Obviously, from my purchase of the company, I already had most of the tools. So I just needed to add some small things here and there. Okay, so, so this was just in the past year that you did yeah, this? You made the yeah, big this move. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, 13 months ago. 13 months. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, so you're... <sighs> You're a baby grizzly. Uh, yeah, I'm a baby grizzly. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it a one-man show right now? Or uh, no, there's two of us right now. Two, I, I would say two and a half. So, I've got uh, an inspector uh, that also works for me now. He's uh, he's been with us for two months now, and then I actually have uh, because you know there's accounting involved. My dad being an accountant, a retired accountant, so he's the other. He's the point five. Uh, so he is uh, doing a lot of my paperwork for me. And uh, helping me out with the administrative side of things, so the, the accounting things. 
So what, what is your ultimate goal down the road then for Grizzly Inspections? Yeah, uh, the ultimate goal would be to continually grow it and, and become uh, an expert in the field in, in just kind of everyone expects, um, you know, what is Grizzly talking about? Because uh, we put a lot on LinkedIn. We're trying to push a lot of uh, uh, kind of info to, to people. Uh, but my goal for the company is just to, to grow it to a, a reasonable size, get it to a point where we can hire a lot of people, help out the community, and, um, and just maybe one day sell it. So Yeah, so, you know, and I think for, for you that I love what you just said about being involved in the community too. Mm-hmm. What do you do for the community? Well, right now, uh, it's not through Grizzly, but we uh, just uh, on my own terms, um, my lady and I, so we have a camper van. So we built our own camper van because we love the mountains, right? So we went and we do a lot of hiking and, you know, hotels aren't cheap in Banff or Jasper. So uh, camper vans are a lot better, you know? So camping is cheaper, right? So we have a camper van. Well, we don't use it every weekend, right? So we came up with this idea of, of going, taking coffee. Uh, so we make coffee at home and we, we feed the homeless. And so we've got, uh, we actually just bought last week uh, a large coffee maker because we we, we started off with doing, I don't know, maybe 20 cups of coffee. Like, let's just see how this goes. And then it turned into a long line. We had a line up around the corner of the Bissell Center. So it's like, okay, all right, well, we better, better upgrade this setup. So we ended up buying, I think we had three coffee machines from Canadian Tire just going nonstop, just pouring it into an insulated cup. And then that got too, too much. So now I, we just recently, just this week, bought a, a proper like commercial grade 100 cup machine so that we can finally do proper setups because we were getting a lot of people were, were getting disappointed we would run out of coffee before the lineup was done so, so that's kind of our main community thing that we're doing is just helping out uh, helping out the homeless especially in the winter when it's cold out who doesn't want a hot coffee right oh yeah that's so. and so now that you have this commercial gray coffee when you go mm-hmm. to the mountains to camp you can do the whole camp <laughs> that's right let's get everyone come on <laughs> <laughs> So now that you're you're settling in, you're 13 months into the business, yes. uh, you have a little chance to look back. Is there something that you said that you go, oh, I wish I'd done that a little different? Lots of things. It's a constant thing of, of learning and, and making mistakes, but it's the mistakes you make make you stronger, right? And so there's a lot of times where where I thought, you know what, let's let's purchase this item. And then because a client says, hey, we got, we got a lot of work for you, let's... Let's, you need to use this piece of equipment to do it. Okay, we'll purchase the piece of equipment. And then they end up not getting you know, the work or you know, it's not as much work. And then you realize, oh, wait, I could have just rented the piece of equipment instead of buying it. So little things like that, it, you know, it hasn't hurt us financially too bad. Um, but it, it's just it's learning things, right? And so constantly learning every month, making mistakes, but it's okay. It's uh, going to happen. With it being a two-man show, do you find you have enough time to get the sales and also go yeah. out and crane inspection? It's got to be difficult. No, it, it's very difficult. That's why I hired the second guy. And so yeah. that's why we're training our, our teammate there to get uh, to the point where he can be on his own so that we can do uh, more sales. Because I, I actually haven't dropped off a business card in eight months uh, because we've just been so busy. So, you, you know, when you're working, you're billing out 40 hours a week and, and your clients are only open for 40 hours a week. It's, you really don't have any opportunity to really push the boundaries in sales and, and get more work. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the second guy, that's, that's kind of the goal with that is, is allow me to have more time to do sales so that we can then get a third, fourth, fifth guy. So, 
So you walk up to a crane. What I would do is I'd walk up to a crane. I go, yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah. What do you do to, mm -hmm. to inspect a crane? Right. Well, so what we're looking at is we're looking at the structural side of the crane. So we're making sure there's no weld cracks in it. Now, thankfully, most of the time when you hear of crane collapses and crane injuries and stuff, it doesn't have to do with the structural side of things, but you, you can at least be assured that here in Alberta, we, we make sure the cranes don't have any cracks. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're looking to make sure there's no cracks in the crane, making sure there's no dents in the boom, making sure that it's, it's safe for everyone around it, including the operator and including us, because we're around it as well. So, oh yeah, and what uh, kind of tools would you be taking to yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's not a lot of tools. Uh, we're, we're cleaning the crane off, so we need to clean the grease off, so we're using brake clean and rags and that kind of thing. Um, and, then, uh, and then for finding cracks, we use something called a magnetic yoke. Uh, it's called a AC yoke is what they call it. Uh, and so it uses magnetism to generate a magnetic field around the weld, and then we throw some magnetic powder on it, so it's just metal filings, and, uh, and a crack would show up if, uh, if there was a crack. So it's a really unique, very basic wow, yeah. thing, but yeah, it's a, it's a it, not many people know what that is, right? So, no, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, when I hear yolk, I don't think that. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, most people don't even know that crane inspections existed, right? Oh, so. yeah. Well, and then how often are, are cranes, do you have to be inspected? What's yeah, the law? so by law, it's every year. Every year. Every okay. year, every year, a crane that you see driving down the road, or a crane up on a like a tower crane downtown, um, you'll they'll be inspected uh, annually to make sure that they're safe for everyone. Okay, if the annual inspection and it's up there, do you have to yeah. go up there? Yeah, so we have to climb up to the top. So you can't be afraid of heights in our job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good view. It's a good view. I'm not joining Grizzly Inspections. Okay. Oh. okay. It's a well, good view. <laughs> well, you should. You know what? It's uh, it is a little nerve wracking climbing it, but you know, as time goes on, you kind of warm up to it. Like I'm, I'm definitely not a guy that's looking for that kind of thrill. It's it's just part of my job, and so. For me, I get I get nervous. Like I'm I'm definitely not the one just going. Let's just go. Let's climb. I'm I'm nervous as well. I'm shaking in my boots. But um, just got to make sure we do a good job and and uh, get to see a good view. Like where else can you get a good view? Like at the top of a tower crane. I love so, that. Yeah. So you've been in the business 15 years. Yeah. And started off as an employee, learned the ropes, learned everything. Now mm -hmm. that you're in your business on your own, what? is the most important piece of advice you would give to somebody that was just starting a business? Mm, that's a good question. I'm full of those. Uh, you, you have a lot of those, yeah. <laughs> thank Man. you, thank you for recognizing that. I hope they pay you really well, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting paid. <laughs> um, I would say, to be honest, like if you're, it's to just start and to, and to make those mistakes. And it's okay to make mistakes. It, it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, that's one thing that I, a lot of the reasons why I never did do my own thing at the beginning was because I was afraid of making mistakes. And then finally when that opportunity came where it's like, I, I've hit the ceiling, what do I do next? I had to come to conclusion that, you know, it's okay to make a mistake here. Like, if, if this doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. Um, thankfully, it has worked out so far, but, but constantly just, um, just taking, the, taking the negative with the positive and, and, and learning from those mistakes. I think that's one of the greatest things you can do is just Accept failure sometimes and, and move on, right? And, and, and I think you did it right in that you learned it and mm -hmm. then you knew you'd hit the ceiling. So then you moved on and right. learned more. And then you hit the ceiling. Then you knew, okay, now it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Like it's, uh, I don't think jumping right away was, would have been a good thing for me. 
Um, but I learned as, as much as I could about the industry. I, and that's one thing that if, if someone's working for someone, learn the, the in and outs of the business side of it. Don't just be an employee working in the back shop. Learn, you know, ask those questions. Because I always did. I always asked the question, well, why did we do that? Why did we... Why didn't we do it this way? Like, oh, because if we did it that way, financially it wouldn't work out. Like, ah, oh, okay, I never, I never thought about that. Be curious. Yeah, be curious. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because you're probably still learning today. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm every day. I'm learning. Yeah. I, learned, I learned earlier this morning. I, <laughs> I, I learn every day, right? So, and it's taking those learnings and making sure that I, I apply them to my job, not just learning them and going, okay, well, whatever, but actually going, okay, what can I do better because of what I just learned today. Oh, did you learn that from your parents or from Nate, or has it always just been that instinctive thing for you? Ah, I think, I, I would say my parents, um, always yeah. to be curious. I was the curious kid. I was the middle child. So, you know, and then my, my brother, who's older than me, you know, he was the first child, of course, right? They, the golden child. The golden child, oh, right? Oh, yeah, we've got one and, of those. And yeah. Then, yeah, totally. And then the, the younger one happens to be the only girl. So, of course, my mom gravitates towards the Sorry, She's mom, perfect. Yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> so, I'm the middle one, just sitting in the middle going, well, I need to be more curious. You know, I need to push the envelope a little bit so, to get the attention, right? <laughs> Isn't that how every middle child does it? <laughs> I think so. I think. Well, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today. And uh, my question, to, my last question yeah. is, have you ever seen a grizzly? Uh, in captivity. Yeah, still that, only in yeah, captivity. So yeah. you're still searching for I'm your still grizzly searching. I'm going this weekend. I'll let you know. Okay, deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Matt McTurk from Grizzly Inspections. Thank you so much. This has yeah, been great getting to you. know you. I appreciate it. Thanks. A big thank you to our sponsor, Proust Chown, for making the early days possible. And make sure you tell your friends about us. Wherever you get your podcast, download it, because we've got some amazing guests coming up over the next few months. As for Matt McTurk from Grizzly Inspections, I did ask him what was the highest building he had ever been on in inspecting a crane. It was the Stantec Tower. So imagine a crane on top of the Stantec Tower in Edmonton. That's crazy! Thanks for joining us for the early days. I'm Jackie Ray Greening. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.